Thanks for tuning in to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. I'm a successful entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, and a guest lecturer at top universities along with Udemy for my course, Startup Essentials. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how I've been able to maintain a healthy lifestyle and stay productive during the coronavirus pandemic. I want to start off by saying a lot of my friends and family and past clients I've noticed have not been able to stay healthy or not been able to stay productive, and they've been struggling with the the pandemic, and a lot of them have noticed that I've been able to do that, so they ask me how. And I find myself, once again, explaining myself how I do things or what I'm doing in order to be healthy or productive over and over again with people in conversation until finally a few of my friends said, dude, just make a podcast episode and write a blog post. So here I am. That's what I'm doing. Now, you might have caught my video on YouTube of the same name that I showed you a lot of the things in my kitchen of what I ate. And just before I begin, I wanted to, again, make it clear that this is not a podcast episode on how to be vegan, although most of what I eat is vegan. So your diet can be whatever it is you eat as long as you're eating healthy. And that's where I want to start this episode is with your diet because that's the most important thing. I've noticed a lot of people eating really unhealthy foods during the quarantine. They've been just, you know, ordering on Grubhub and ordering fast food and cooking a lot of junk food at home when it doesn't have to be that way. I do want to go back quickly to a moment about six or seven years ago when I was almost 200 pounds. I'm six foot two, so I'm quite tall, but 200 pounds for me meant that I had belly fat. I had a big chubby face. And I felt overweight. I was out of breath, tired, not a lot of energy. And my cholesterol was reaching 250, the total cholesterol. When I was going to the doctor, they kept offering me statin drugs saying, look, you really need to take a statin drug to lower your cholesterol. And I kept fighting them and saying no. Of course, during 2013, 14, 15, 16, those years is when all these food documentaries came out like Forks Over Knives. Uh, or Food Inc., or more recently, The Game Changers. And these these documentaries really opened my eyes to people out there just like me who were suffering from high cholesterol, so being I overweight, you know, not Back in energy. 2013, 14, 15, those same years, I tried the vegan lifestyle intermittently. So I would try it for like a month or two and see how I felt. And amazingly, I would lose a lot of weight, go back to the doctor, and find that my numbers dro- dropped down dramatically. So I knew that it worked, but of course, it's difficult to maintain that lifestyle because Thanksgiving would come around and then I'd eat a turkey dinner with my family. And then after that, I'd start eating holiday, you know, holiday parties. I would eat junk food and it just, it was a vicious cycle where I would go back to my old ways and then I would gain the weight and my numbers would go back to where they were. So you can say that I was kind of beta testing my body. I was experimenting. I was trying to figure out what worked for me. At one point about, I want to say two years ago, maybe even three years ago, I was rigorously testing my blood at the doctor every six months, figuring out what foods I can eat because I was basically trying different things. I was maybe eating vegan for a week and then having a cheat meal on the weekend. A cheat meal on the weekend would consist of maybe a burger and fries and a milkshake or maybe a pizza and a cheesesteak or maybe buffalo chicken wings, you know, with French fries. So whatever it was, I was having one cheat meal once a week. What I found out that worked for me was a strict vegan diet. 
How do I know? Well, because about a year ago, I was still around 190 pounds, still kind of overweight, although most people say I wasn't. I felt overweight. I had belly fat. My face was chubby once again. And although I'm tall, it doesn't seem like I'm overweight. But to me, I knew I was. And my numbers, my, my total cholesterol was still around 236. So the doctors were still offering me statin drugs. So that's when I finally decided, okay, November of 2019, it was right after my birthday, and I decided, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a strict vegan. I'm going to get my health in order. I want to see what will happen if I can do this. Six months later, I took a blood test. My cholesterol, total cholesterol, went all the way down to 190. It was the first time my cholesterol had ever gone under 200. I also weigh about 170 pounds now. So I lost about 20 pounds in six months. I look fit. People say I look really thin, but I, I look really fit. I lost all the fat that I had. And if anything, my muscles show up. I also had a decent amount of back pain uh, going back about a year or two. And during this process of becoming vegan, I also lost the pain. The pain just started to kind of go away. I still have some pain here and there, of course, but it's much more manageable than it was before. And I'll talk a little bit about some of the supplements that I've been taking to help with that. A lot of people say, well, what do you eat? Because if you don't eat chicken and pork and beef, then what are you eating? Uh, of course, I also don't eat eggs and cheese and milk. I eat a lot of substitutes for those things. So let's just jump right into it. First thing that I do when I prepare my meals is I I prep them for five days in a row. So some of the easiest things to, to make that I can put in Tupperware in my fridge that I can eat whenever I want are things like brown lentils, red lentils, and black lentils. Basically, the whole lentil category, same with beans. So black beans, kidney beans, chili beans, garbanzo beans, or chickpeas. And then, of course, when it comes to like grains, I'll eat um, a lot of brown rice and quinoa. If I want pasta, normally I'll do the chickpea pasta. Sometimes I'll do normal wheat pasta. Uh, Steel-cut oats is my breakfast go-to. I do steel-cut oats every morning. I make uh, – the, the name brand that I buy is Bob's Red Mill. Bob's Red Mill has a lot of great things that you'll, you'll hear that I use, such as um, in my smoothies I'll put like flax seeds and chia seeds. Well, that's all um, Bob's Red Mill. So the steel cut oats for my breakfast every morning, I basically make a batch of six mason jars, small mason jars, and I'll put the steel cut oats in there. I'll put in some chia seeds, and then in the morning, I'll put that into a bowl with some oat milk that I make myself, and I'll put a banana in there, a scoop of peanut butter, one spoonful, and some cinnamon, and I heat it up, and it's perfect. It comes out like a you know the perfect filling meal. It's very, very nutritious, and steel-cut oats are way better for you than oatmeal, like regular oatmeal. Now, to make my own oat milk, it's really easy. Again, I use um, Bob's Red Mill, um, whole oatmeal, so you don't want to buy like the chopped up stuff, like the cheapo um, Quaker oats. You want to buy the whole oats. I think it's uh, actually called whole rolled oats from Bob's Red Mill. Put one cup in your blender with about four or five cups of water. Blend it for about a minute or less, 45 seconds or so, and that's it. You just um, put a strainer over a container and just pour it into the container through the strainer and let the oatmeal get picked up by the strainer, and then you get the milk inside the container. It's really that easy. All you have to do is every time you want to use it, just shake it up because the oats kind of settle at the bottom. But that's a way you can save some money is making your oat milk. So I have beans. I have grains in my fridge. They're ready to go. 
And what do you eat along with that? Well, there's so much you can eat. Um, one of the most uh, nutritious, um, protein-packed food that fills you up really well is sweet potatoes. Like make them you mashed. Can bake them, so grow sweet them, potatoes fine. mashed, I'll do. I'll put some almond milk in there, some um, Simply Butter, which is not real butter. It's like flaxseed oil butter. And I'll put it in the microwave with the butter and the milk to after the sweet potatoes are already done. Then I put it in the microwave to kind of melt the butter and the milk to uh, put it all together. And it's really, really good. Of course... Onions and garlic, you want to keep them handy. Broccoli, cauliflower, peppers, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, green beans. One of the things I love about green beans, actually, is you can take them right out of the fridge, out of the bag, and just dip them in hummus and eat them like french fries. <laughs> I do that sometimes. It's actually a really healthy snack. Um, of course, then you can saute them with onions and garlic, too, if you want sauteed green beans. Green beans are really versatile. Actually, one of my favorite uh, vegetables to have in the fridge. Of course, I eat a lot of salads. My salads are really simple. I do lettuce, carrots, uh, olives, sometimes cucumbers and tomatoes. That's pretty much all I put in there. Then I do a mix of uh, light extra virgin olive oil, just a little bit of that, balsamic vinegar, red wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar. I like mixing the vinegars for some reason. It kind of tastes better. And then a little bit of uh, pink Himalayan sea salt. Sometimes I'll add nutritional yeast to it to give it that cheesy flavor, or I'll add a little bit of uh, vegan A's, which is a fake mayo. I'll do veganaise just a little bit in there to kind of give it a creamy texture, like a creamy balsamic. Um, so, again, you can be really creative with your salads, too, and, and kind of do whatever you want. But salads and vegetables and um, grains and legumes are really, really good for you. So eating this, those things, I said, just, just that alone will keep you filled up. Um, of course, I have always a ton of avocados in my fridge. And they stay really, really fresh in the fridge. Um, when you're ready to eat one, take one out the day before. Let it kind of, um, you know, ripen a little more on the counter, get to room temperature. And um, I, I always have limes and lemons available to cut up and use in the avocado as well as my meals to, you know, spritz a little bit on top of my meals. But I also drink Perrier, mi mineral water. And I use the lemons and limes inside that to give it a little bit of flavoring because you don't want to buy the flavored sparkling water. It is bad for you. It's full of chemicals. Um, and fake and fake flavorings. So it's better to just have your own lime and lemon available to to put a piece of it inside of, of your Perrier. Um, or on my mineral. in my kitchen counter, I have so many condiments. But I already mentioned the vinegars I use and the oils. I also have avocado oil. I use an organic cocoa aminos, which is kind of like soy sauce. It's really good. They're called cocoa aminos. It's full of like you know all the aminos that you need. I love hot sauce. So I have like Frank's Red Hot. I have regular Tabasco sauce. Um, I love hummus and tahini sauce. I use those for my Middle Eastern meals that I make. Like I already mentioned, nutritional yeast, sea salt, black pepper. I also have like, you know, cumin and paprika and um, crushed garlic, crushed red pepper and, uh, you know, parsley and other things like that. You definitely want to have a, a variety of spices and condiments on your counter so that you can spice up your meals. Then on the days that I work out, and right now I'm currently working out at home, which I'll, I'll, I'll touch in a second, um, after I work out, I always have a protein-packed smoothie. The base of my smoothie is Orgain's Vegan Organic uh, Protein Powder. Uh, I buy it on Amazon. So Orgain Organic Powder, it's vegan, and then I put a combination, and I prepare these in advance in these plastic containers so that I don't have to do it every time. I just I prepare about 10 of these containers filled with goji berries, pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, chia seeds, beet powder. Uh, and then what do I use for the liquid? I use coconut water and wa regular water. So I mix 50-50 regular water and coconut water so it's not too much sugar. And then in my freezer, I have, again, prepackaged 
um, plastic containers that I fill in advance of berries. So it might be strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries, cranberries, cherries. Um, and sometimes I mix it up and I'll do like mango, pineapple, peaches. I kind of, you know, I mix it up. Which reminds me, when it comes to fruits, I always have a lot of fruit on hand. The reason why I have a lot of fruit on hand is because I also quit eating sugar. So cakes and cookies and brownies and, and all the ice cream and all that stuff that I used to eat, I stopped eating it. Why? Because it was making me feel like crap. It was taking away my energy. It was making my, my levels shoot, shoot up and down. I was gaining, gaining weight. It's just, you, you can't do it. You can't eat sugar and eat all these unhealthy foods. You have to stick to the healthy versions. And guess what? After two weeks of sugar withdrawal, which was the worst time ever for me, oranges and apples and mangoes and pineapples and watermelons and all these wonderful fruits, taste so good. They're so sweet. Like I can't imagine sometimes when I eat them, I'm like, why would I want sugary foods when these, 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 uh, fruits taste like candy. They taste like starburst and Skittles. Um, I like kiwis and pears and, and uh, peaches and tangerines. And I do eat dried fruit as well, such as figs and dates. I've learned to truly love figs and dates. And of course, sometimes I'll eat some dark chocolate. It's not like I don't eat it. I just, I buy a bar of Tony's chuckle only, dark chocolate, and I'll have one small piece, one small little piece. I don't eat like a whole bar. I don't eat a whole half of a bar or even a quarter of a bar, just one piece. And you'll notice that when you do that, you actually don't need that much. That one little piece of chocolate satisfies your craving. And I don't do it every day. I do it every, maybe every couple days or when I get the craving. A friend of mine also makes me um, vegan brownies and vegan muffins like banana chocolate chip muffins and pineapple muffins and different types of pastries that I put in the freezer and I might eat one or two a week, but they're made with vegan ingredients, no sugar. She uses erythritol, which I also use in my coffee, erythritol monk fruit sweetener, it's called, and I buy that on Amazon as well. Something and, else um, I that way I'm not having sugar. keep handy in my fridge no matter what. I always have this are pickles and sauerkraut. Those are my two favorite pickled foods, although there are so many other types of pickled foods you can eat. From what I understand from the research I've done, pickled foods are really good for your gut. They have a lot of uh, bacteria that help your gut. And uh, so I eat pickles and sauerkraut pretty often. I just I love them anyway. They're so good. And when it comes to the peanut butter that I use, uh, my friend told me that Kirkland organic peanut butter made with 100% U.S. Valencia peanuts is the only one I should be buying because it does not have aflatoxins. Most peanuts have mold, all the, mold on them that are called aflatoxins, and it's really bad for you, causes cancer. So I only buy the Kirkland organic now, and it's actually pretty tasty. It doesn't have any ingredients, just peanuts. Uh, but it's really, really good. So I use that for my oatmeal, for my peanut butter jelly sandwiches. And when I say peanut butter jelly sandwiches, mine's not as good as you would expect because, you know, when you get a typical peanut butter jelly sandwich, it's a sugary jelly with like, you know, white bread or even wheat bread. And I don't use those. I use the, the Kirkland organic peanut butter. I use jam with no added sugar or even apple butter, which is just apples. And then I'll use Ezekiel sprouted grain bread. Ezekiel sprouted grain bread is not really bread. It's it's like seven different seeds or seven different sprouted grains that are live culture. <laughs> and you have to leave it in the freezer or the fridge or else it goes bad really quick. 
And when you eat it, it's not the same as bread, but you know what? You just get the, you get the hang of it. Eventually you just kind of, it's a mental thing. Tell yourself, you know what? I don't care. This is healthy. It's good for me. I don't care if it's not the same as eating a piece of bread. And guess what? Once in a while, you can have some regular bread. Go to the store and buy a sandwich of, of some kind that you, that you want as a cheap meal to celebrate the fact that you've been vegan for a couple weeks or not even vegan, just eating healthy for a couple weeks. Go have a burger if you really want one. I personally don't eat burgers anymore. I'll eat the Beyond Burger or the Impossible Burger or something like that. I just will not eat animals anymore, especially because of the way they're treated. Animals are treated very poorly. So instead of eating meat, what is my main source of protein? Besides everything I mentioned already, I buy tofu. And I love tofu in the air fryer. You can chop it up, marinate it, put it in the air fryer for 15 minutes. And when you get it out, it's like little chunks of chicken. I love it. And the one that I buy, actually, it's really, really good because you don't have to leave it in the fridge. It's called Mori New Silken Extra Firm Tofu. And that one comes in a package that you can leave in your cupboard until you're ready to use it. It doesn't have, it has a very little bit of water in it. So it's not like the other ones that are filled with water. Um, I don't know, man. This Mori New Silken Extra Firm Tofu is the best one that I could find so far. I bought like 30 packages, like about 30 packages of it on Amazon. And I don't have to, you know, leave them in the fridge. It's great. I love it. Okay. So sometimes I don't want to cook, right? Sometimes I just don't want to cook. Um, I'm do, I do a lot of meal prep and the food can become repetitive. You know, all the things that I mentioned are pretty much everything that I eat, but sometimes I want something different. So what do I do? I buy Amy's Organics. Amy has organic soups and frozen meals that are organic, preservative free, super healthy. Um, sure, it's not going to be the healthiest thing in the world. If you were to cook it, it's better. But out of all the frozen foods and soups out there, I think Amy's are the best. And she has a wide variety of vegan options for you. And I always keep my freezer uh, full of at least five or 10 of those and the soups, at least five or 10 of those. Because again, there are days where I just don't want to cook or I don't have time to cook or I forgot to meal prep or I'm tired. Whatever it is, I have one of those available to eat and they're tasty. One of the hardest things for me to switch was the snacks, right? Because I was always eating snacks, whether it was potato chips or Doritos um, or, you know, buttery popcorn or candy or brownies or, you know, anything, any kind of snack that you would eat that's not considered a meal. So I had to shift my snack mentality to the, the number one thing I have now are raw organic nuts. What I do is I buy a big bag of raw pecans, raw walnuts, raw cashews, raw pistachios, and I mix them into a container. So maybe a cup of each. I mix them into a container and that's it. I eat those raw nuts whenever I want a snack, a handful and then a piece of fruit. That's normally what I do or a handful and then some figs and dates. Once you get into the habit of eating those, you'll notice that you get filled up when you eat them. So you don't need some horrible snack. You can eat those. But also, you can have chips. There are chips that you can eat, of course, in moderation. The ones that I buy are, if I do buy potato chips, which is which is not all the time, but when I do buy them, I buy the ones that are made with avocado oil and sea salt. That's it. You can't buy all those flavored chips. You got to buy the ones that are made with avocado oil and sea salt. Those are what you would consider the quote-unquote healthiest chips. Then I buy terra chips, the sweet potato chips or the ones that have the seven different um, vegetables in them. Um, those are pretty good and they're 
somewhat healthy. So Terra chips are good. And then I buy Siete brand. Siete um, has these um, tortilla chips that are not made with corn. They're made with cassava flour. They have avocado oil. They're super healthy. And they're still like, you know, dipping uh, chips in salsa. You can still dip them in salsa like I do. And they also have the wraps. So you can make your own burritos or tacos. And I do that too with the Siete wraps. Very healthy. You know, the if you look at the the ingredients of chia seeds and avocado and, and cassava flour and flax seeds, pumpkin seeds. You're like, wait, what am I eating here? It's not a, it's not a corn chip, but yeah, they're not corn chips and they're very healthy. And then sometimes I don't really want to eat a meal for dinner because I had a big lunch. And so I'll just have a bowl of cereal. Some of the f- ones that I, I look for and I, I avoid the, the whole entire cereal aisle. You have to go to the end where all the healthy cereals are. You'll find Barbara's and Kashi. Look for the ones that have a low sugar count where the protein count is higher or equal. So when I say that, look at the sugar to be somewhere between, you know, zero to five grams and the protein to be at least five grams, if not more, like seven grams. So if you can find a protein higher than sugar with a low sugar, that's the kind of cereal you want to buy. You want to buy the ones that have a protein either equal or higher than the sugar count and low sugar in those cereals. So I do buy those and I do eat them maybe a couple days a week for, for a dinner or for a snack. And the milk that I use is actually a very particular brand. Okay. It's Blue Diamond Almond Breeze Milk. Okay. It's the only one that I can find that does not have any flavorings and it has no carrageenan, no sugar. Carrageenan supposedly causes cancer. Sugar is bad for you. So a lot of these people are buying the silk vanilla almond milk or this oat milk that has vanilla or not vanilla, but it's original flavored and it has sugar in it. You got to watch it, guys. Look for the Blue Diamond Almond Breeze Milk name brand. You'll see it has no carrageenan and no sugar. Stick to the unsweetened variety. Always look for the word unsweetened. You do not want the original. You do not want the vanilla. You want the unsweetened. That's the only one that has no sugar in it. There may be other ones out there, but the one that I buy, the one that tastes really good, it tastes like regular milk. It doesn't have any aftertastes. It's creamy, and it has 50% more calcium than regular milk. So I, I always go for that Blue Diamond Almond Breeze. And finally, I do take a handful of supplements. Um, these were recommended to me by a friend of mine who works in healthcare, and she told me that these particular supplements were good for someone who has um, body pain, joint pain, um, high cholesterol, things like that. So these are all natural supplements. I take red yeast rice. Red yeast rice is basically an all-natural statin. It's not bad for you. Um, it grows on rice, so it's obviously a natural yeast. I take that. Um, instead of taking two a day, I take one a day. Um, Boswellia extract I take for joint pain. Um, as soon as I started taking those, it seemed to work really well because my pain went away within 30 days. But I was also taking it in conjunction with something called Bioastin Hawaiian Astaxanthin, which is a Hawaiian seaweed only grown in Hawaii. And apparently it's good for joint health once again. I buy all of this on Amazon. I also take a one a day men's vitamin. I take a B12 supplement and a vitamin going on and on about how to stay healthy and how to eat healthy and how to be healthy. But it doesn't really do much if you're not also exercising because, you know, in order to maintain a healthy body, you have to eat well, but also exercise. And I know it's tough during quarantine when you're stuck at home and, and you find yourself with, without a gym because that's what the, the position I found myself in. I used to go to the gym 
three to four days a week and now I can't. So I became creative. Besides buying ankle weights and resistance bands, I also made my own barbells out of stuff around the house. And you can do the same thing using an old mop handle and any kind of heavy devices or tools or anything you have around the house. In my case, I used some broken Bitcoin uh, machines that <laughs> weren't working anymore, but they're really heavy. So I strapped one to each side of a mop handle and boom, I had a barbell. Resistance bands are great. So are ankle weights. So are using your stairs, going up and down the stairs. Um, doing push-ups, doing YouTube videos for yoga, like I, to stretch out your body. You can do all sorts of exercises at home using um, any kind of uh, bench or chair that you have or sofa. You can lift yourself up. You can push yourself down. You can do sit-ups and crunches. You can go for a jog or a walk or a run. So, you know, you can do this every single day. And, and my, my recommendation, and here's the thing that most people don't do, they wait until after hours, like after dinner, when they're finally done their day and that's when they exercise and they find themselves too tired. Do it in the morning. I always exercise in the morning because when you exercise in the morning, you get it out of the way. You have energy for the rest of the day and you don't have to worry about it when you're done work or when you're done doing whatever you're doing that day. You can just relax. So just get the exercise out of the way in the morning, but make sure that you do it every single day, whether it's a 30 minute walk or a 30 minute um, workout or an hour workout and then a 30 minute walk the next day. But just make sure that every day you're moving around, whether it's going up and down your stairs or going outside and gardening, walking your dog, playing with your kids, whatever it is, make sure you're exercising every day. Me you can't was just staying productive because I found myself here at home now, which is luckily my office as well. But I was used to leaving the house and going to do things during the day or the night, which left a lot of hours kind of taken by you know, extracurricular things or meetings with clients or whatnot. But now that I found myself at home, I'm like, oh, I have to fill those hours. So what did I do? I started to learn how to play the piano. I started to learn a new language using Duolingo, a free app. Um, I started learning Portuguese. I've been doing that for 30 days so far. I've been learning Portuguese. That's not so bad, right? 30 days in a row. And I, I feel like I'm picking it up pretty well. Like why waste time? Like while you're home and you say, I've always wanted to write a book or I've always wanted to learn a language or an instrument. Now is the perfect time for you to learn a language, learn an instrument, or do something new because you have time. You can never, you know, I was so tired of people prior to this quarantine saying, I'm just too busy. I'm too busy. I can't do anything. I can't learn anything. I'm too busy. Now you can't say that anymore. I don't want to hear that you're too busy. Okay. You're at home. You've been home for months Maybe now. you have kids at home. You're not. And it's hard busy. to, you know, be productive while your kids are there because you have to keep them busy too. But come on, when they go to sleep, you have some time to yourself or if they're watching a movie or playing a game or they're playing outside or something, you have time. And when I say time, I'm talking about 15 minutes, okay? The key to productivity is 15 minutes. So when I learn my language on Duolingo, I do it for 5 to 10 to 15 minutes. When I practice the piano, same thing. 5, 10, 15 minutes. It's roughly around 15 minutes. So do it for 15 minutes. Stop doing it. That's it. But do it every day. That's the thing. You got to do it every single day. When it comes to a new project, for example, I've been working on a new screenplay during the quarantine. Yesterday, I got to page 61. So I am almost done. I got to do another 30 to 40 pages and the movie, quote unquote, screenplay will be finished. The trick is that I've been writing roughly two to three pages every day. Maybe not every single day, but when I do write, 
it's for about two to three pages. So if you're writing a book or a screenplay or a short story or you're working on a video, do a little bit every single day or a little bit every other couple of days. Just make sure you do it. And when it comes to productivity, once again, you need a routine, right? So you have to have your schedule. You have to have your days kind of planned out. Like tomorrow morning, I'm going to exercise. Then I'm going to do my laundry. Then I'm going to do some gardening. I'm going to plant some flowers. Then I'm going to do, I'm going to practice the piano. Then I'm going to, you know, practice the language. Then I'm going to, you know, help my kids with their homework. Make sure you, of course, you work during all of this. But the best part is when you're working, now that you're working from home, you do get a lot more breaks depending on what job you're doing. So in between those breaks, instead of watching Netflix, pick up the piano or the instrument, pick up the language, do some planting, do something that's productive. That's the key is that everyone's binging all these shows and movies, which I'm, I'm guilty of that too. But the thing for me is I don't watch TV until it's nighttime. So I basically watch TV from maybe like 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then I go to sleep around 1030 or so. So it's basically the end of the night for me. I'm watching some shows or one movie and then I go to sleep. But for the rest of the day, from 7.30 a.m. till about 8 p.m., I am literally productive the entire time. And that's how you can make the most of the quarantine, is prepping your food, eating healthy, exercising, having a routine, and basically learning new things. And you will come out of this a better person. I know that I feel like I've definitely come out of this a better person. I'm trying to help you do the same and hope that I did with this podcast episode. Good luck, stay healthy, stay happy, and stay safe. I hope you learned something in today's episode. If you did, please share it with your friends. If you have a business idea you'd like to pitch to me, you can do so on my website, jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap On Your Boots, available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. I really do appreciate your support if you decide to donate via PayPal, and I hope you tune into my next episode.